0: Welcome to Lincoln Baptist daily reading program. Today is day six, meaning we're in Genesis chapter 11 and 12 and then Mark's Gospel chapter 1 and the first 20 verses. Let's begin by looking at our Old Testament passage. Let's pause for a moment on verse 1 of chapter 11. Everyone in the world could speak the same language. It seems strange to think about it really, but there was no confusion, no different nationalities, rather everyone understood each other. And they continued to grow and travel, but never taking on any other languages for no other languages existed. And as we soon learn, this was an issue for they decided to build a great city and a great tower. Neither seemed all that bad until we take into context that they wanted to reach the heavens, or in other words, they wanted to be like God and rule over the land in their great tower. Now, everybody agreed because everybody could understand each other, and therefore there was no confusion and one united view of building this tower. Think back to the fall in Genesis three. What was the serpent's temptation? You will become like God since the beginning of time. The pride of man has been to somehow attain the level of God and to rule. We don't like the term submission in our world. We recognize a negative connotation in that word. Yet in the relationship between man and God, mankind is to be submissive to the rule of the Lord. But clearly here in Genesis 11, the people have decided they didn't want this and they wanted to rule over their own land. And the Lord sees this and not only casts them away, but causes them to be dispersed across the whole world creating multiple languages so that no one could understand each other and all had to go their own ways and settle in new lands. And so it was called the Tower of Babel, for it was the place of confusion where nobody understood each other. And it sounded like constant babbling between one another. Now, the rest of chapter 11 builds the generations towards Abram. And as we see in chapter 12, Abram was a very important character in the narrative. Notice the words of God, go to where I tell you to go. There's correlation here with the Great Commission at the end of Matthew 28. Go into the world and do all as I command. We keep coming back to this submissive relationship between creation and creator. Clearly the Lord has something special for Abram, for he is going to make a covenant with him and one that he expects to be obeyed. And so God calls him to go and do as I say, and you'll be blessed with a family that will become a nation. You'll be protected and blessed. And if anyone goes against you, I will curse them. In verse seven, we recognise that there will be a special land that the Lord will give this people and they will dwell there. For now, I just want you to see as we look forward that this is talking about the people of Israel and the promised land. But at this point, Abram has no idea what that actually means. All he knows is that God has called him and God has promised to keep him. Do you see, Abram was like Noah. He was older and he was also obedient. He got up, he took all his belongings and his family and he left and did exactly what God asked him to do. But being wise isn't always about age being wise is about how you respond to the Lord and clearly Abram knows when to be obedient and do as he's commanded however we need to make sure we don't get carried away because just like Noah he also had major flaws he doesn't trust the Lord's protection over him and so he lies about his wife instead declaring that his wife is actually his sister and they get into this awful mess in Egypt and it seems crazy that he would do such a thing like this seeing how obedient and faithful he is to the Lord but remember he's not superhuman he was flawed and he was an individual who had issues but God was still going to use him for God's purposes. Now what can we actually take from this passage today? Well there's really a few things. You're never too old to be called by God. Abram was well into his seventies. You're never too insignificant for God. God has a plan for each of us and you're never out of the reach of temptation and of sin. Humility is really the key lesson today. Both the people and Abram should have been humble before the Lord, trusting in all things and seeking his plan, not their own plans. I wonder today, are you humble? Do you seek God to work through your life? Or do you seek somehow to better yourself and do it on your own be humble today a simple and clear lesson from genesis let's head into our new testament passage and into mark's gospel mark is a gospel account meaning it was written by someone who personally witnessed jesus it is one of the three synoptic gospels meaning that they are roughly the same in how they describe the time and what happened the fourth gospel, being the Gospel of John, is quite different and written really from an aspect of love, the love of Christ and the love of his followers. Mark is the shortest and earliest gospel account, meaning some of the other writers uh, do use him as a source and 90 percent of Mark's gospel occurs in Matthew and 50 percent of Mark's gospel occurs in Luke, so likely using Mark as a source. And it seems that Mark is a Jew writing to mainly Gentiles, meaning non-Jews, to tell them all about Jesus. Now we get all of this from the first verse. This gospel account is going to tell you about Jesus, who is the Christ, or in Hebrew, the Messiah, and he is the Son of God. Mark's writing style really is fairly fast-paced and often leaves things out because he's at pains to get the message of Mark 1-1 across, that Jesus is the Messiah, the Anointed One of God. Before Jesus could arrive, there needed to be a messenger, John the Baptist, who would prepare the way for this Jesus. But notice how little time Mark spends talking about John. He instead chooses to delve straight into the ministry of Jesus. No mention of the miraculous birth as in Matthew and Luke, just straight into the last three years of Jesus' life. For Mark is at pains to get across the message that Jesus is the Messiah. Now having been baptised, Jesus begins his ministry and notice in verse 15 what his ministry is all about. It's about proclaiming the good news, to repent and to believe in the good news for God has a rescue plan for his people. To help him get this message out far and wide, he chooses disciples and see the wording. Immediately they follow Jesus, immediately when they were called, immediately they responded. Mark is running and racing to get to the point. Jesus has arrived and people are captivated by him and immediately the work has begun. But catch some more details here. Jesus is baptised, meaning we as his followers should be baptised. Jesus is tempted, meaning we should expect to be tempted ourselves. Jesus tells us about the gospel and tells the world about the gospel. And so we are to be busy telling people about the gospel. Jesus has followers who serve him. And so we are his followers who serve him. When you read the Gospel accounts, are you not just excited to see what Jesus is going to do? There's an air of expectation. God's rescue plan has begun. What will Jesus do? Where will he go? How will people react? The reason it's so compelling is not that it's a good story, which it actually is, but it is Jesus himself who is compelling. The love, the grace, the mercy of Jesus constantly on display is captivating. And I wonder, are you captivated by Jesus today? If not, what's grabbed your attention? What's taken your focus away from Jesus? Whatever it is, it is time to repent and get back to Jesus. For what we will find out in Mark's Gospel in the coming days is that Jesus changes everything as the Messiah, the anointed Son of God. Let me close our time by praying. Father, we do thank you for our continued daily reading. And as we see in Mark's gospel, Jesus really, truly is captivating. Father, let us be lost in Jesus as we focus on him today. Father, as we look to Abram, we see that we are flawed individuals, that we can so easily be tempted to sin. Father, protect our hearts and our minds from sinning. Keep us close to you and keep us loving and serving you. We pray this in your precious name. Amen.